Handle on the News. Handle on the News! Listen, guess what today is? It's hump day. Hump day! <laughs> it's hump day. Hump day! <laughs> Uh-oh. Hump day! <laughs> it's hump day. Hump day! <laughs> Yes. Good morning, everybody. Uh, and uh, yep, uh, it's a, a, what? a Wednesday already. Hump day. All right. Let me say a quick hello to everybody. Uh, Jennifer Jones Lee. Morning, Handel. Uh, what is that uh, shirt with the gold uh, lettering? Oh, it just says shine. Oh, and it's all like gold lame yeah, kind of gold thing. Lame. You yeah. know, you look like uh, a 65 year old woman at a uh, Neil Diamond concert what I was with a beehive. For. Uh, you ever you ever seen those? Oh, those are, a Neil I, Diamond concert. I love is those. Phenomenal. Women wear the gold lame and the beehive uh, hairdo, and uh, they're all 65 years old, and uh, it's fantastic. That's what like I bet, was going for. This it's like Bet Mil- uh, Midler costume. I bet Midler uh, concert. You have to be gay. They won't let you in unless you sign an affidavit that says I'm gay. I've never been. I guess that's why. That's because you're straight. I guess. Because you're not Lebanese. Uh, So there you go. All right. Uh, So good morning, young lady. Thank you. And uh, Wayne. Good morning. You don't look like a 65-year-old woman. You look like you mugged a 65-year-old woman (laughs) and stole her shirt. Yeah, also where's the beehive? I don't know. Who knew that an old Navy tank top yeah. would get me so much a, attention? I, incidentally, I I have gone to probably <sighs> half a dozen Neil Diamond concerts. I love Neil Diamond. Watching the people, uh, you know, the songs, I'm crazy about Neil Diamond. Oh, you know. I bet. I've never been to one. And a bunch of my family has gone, and they go repeatedly, like you. Oh, he's wonderful. They say it's the people watching and yeah. the concert itself. And he, he is wonderful. He's 150 years old and still sounds pretty good. Uh, Alex, good morning. And uh, Morgan's arm, good morning. And uh, incidentally, you don't have to move it up and down. <laughs> just straight out Morgan works. Okay, excellent. Excellent. We've got to get the rules of Morgan's arm. Oh, you're a choreographer now. Uh, I absolutely am. Yeah, yesterday, <laughs> Alvin was, Ailey, watch out. I know. Yesterday, it was the hula dance uh, with the arms going out. Okay, and uh, John Ramirez, uh, good morning to you. Also, uh, hey, we're only a couple days away from uh, Law Day, and uh, it's always fun, Law Day. It's uh, June 16th, this Saturday, 9 to 2, at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. A hundred legal experts, lawyers uh, from handleonthelaw.com, free legal advice in virtually every field of law. People bring their contracts, divorce papers, uh, bring their wives and say, I hate her. Uh, How do I get divorced? It's all very good. And a broadcast of Handle on the Law live from 9 to 11. You can sit in and actually in person watch me humiliate people. Free seminars, win prizes throughout the day. Just log on to KFIAM640.com. The keyword is Law Day, uh, sponsored by the Bowers Museum itself. A wonderful venue. During Law Day, get a $5 discount to visit all of the exhibits at the Bowers, one of the neatest museums out there. That's Law Day this Saturday, 9 to 2 at the Bowers in Santa Ana. Okay, guys, are you are we ready to do it? Uh, some, do it. some doings today for sure. Lead story. One thing I can tell you is you got to be free. Okay. Come together. All right. Uh, U.S. District Court uh, Richard Leon 
Uh, district court judge has approved the merger uh, between AT&T and Time Warner. $85 billion, and I'll get more into it at 7 o'clock. Uh, how is it that that was approved and so many have not been approved? Uh, for example, the CVS merger with uh, whatever the hell other uh, other uh, major pharmaceutical company, a uh, retailer. Uh, that was a no, and I'll explain uh, why that happens. It's vertical versus horizontal in integration. Yeah, and I'm just so confused. How can this be good for the consumer? And they keep saying it is. That it's going to be great for competition. Yeah. Well, Who, well, who's saying it is? Yeah. Well, the AT and T is. Well, yeah, yeah of AT course, AT and T and Time Warner. Their attorney, their attorney, right. by the way, is the same guy, and I did not realize this. Who won the case for Ron Goldman against OJ Simpson? Yeah, Petroselli. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Petroselli. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, and it can be. It can be better for the consumers. And I'll I'll get into it at seven o'clock uh, because well uh, it can be better okay. and uh, it's it's a little wonky but. I'll unwonk it because I have such a hard time understanding this crap. So uh, I help try to unwonk it. Okay. Well, I hope you can unwonk then the president's promise of this end to this promise to end U.S. South Korea war games. Shall we play a game? I'm actually in favor of stopping, or I was in favor of stopping the war games as a political maneuver. Uh, to show good faith to see if that works. Uh, but the decision just floored everybody because it was done almost spontaneously. The Pentagon went, huh? Well, Mattis knew. They're saying that he did know that this was going to go he down. He sure didn't share it with the rest of but the Pentagon. That's exactly it, yeah. And the Republican members of Congress went, yeah. huh? Yep. That wasn't shared. Is uh, Brian joining us at 7.30? Brian Suits is going to join us at 7.30 to talk about the military implications not so much the political, because there's one aspect of this, and I'm thinking, why do you need it every six months? Why do you need four a year of different kinds of exercises? There's actually a good reason for it, and it never occurred to me, and uh, Brian's going to join us. Uh, Donald Trump says that this summit with Kim Jong-un never would have happened if Otto Warmbier hadn't died. El Otto is now, that's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah, well, he was confronted at a press conference because one of the words that he used to describe Kim Jong-un was talented. He called him talented. And, lo- and loves his people. And loves his people. And so a reporter said, how can you call him talented? That's a guy who's responsible for Otto Warmbeard dying. And Trump said, I think without Otto, this would not have happened. Something happened from that day. It was a terrible thing. It was brutal. But a lot of people started to focus on what was going on, including North Korea. And uh, later on, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Kim Jong-un. One fun one. It's going to pr- uh, be a primer. How you two can, you two can be a dictator uh, along the lines of Kim Jong-un. There's that, there are actually rules <laughs> that you have to follow wow. to, be a, to be a Kim. And uh, I'll be doing that at 7.50. Aspirations unlimited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Destiny Pictures presents a story of opportunity, a new beginning, one of peace, Two men, two leaders, one destiny. A four-minute trailer produced by Donald Trump, his people, to show Kim Jong-un the difference between a a North Korea as it is and what it could be. And it's it's a television production. Animation, the voiceover, the music. Uh, It's very strange 
very just it's just never been done. He does things that have just never been done. It's just I, I it's I, I like it because it's so weird. Do we uh, do we have a link to it? It's going to be on my page. Uh, four minutes, and boy, is it well worth watching. Well, Trump says Kim loved it. That was a version of what could happen, what could take place. As an example, they have great beaches. You see they w- that whenever they're exploding their canyons into the ocean, right? Boy, look at that view. Wouldn't it be great A great con- make a great condo I know. behind? I know. It's just what? It, it, what? That's how he thinks. No, I think it was wonderful. Uh, the, the, the most fun part about it is this animation was done by the South Park people. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, yeah. Far more entertaining. Let's take a break. Uh, we are coming back. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I say you kill your heroes and fight, fight, baby, cry. No need to worry because everybody Every day we just go, go. Can't buy handle here. And uh, Wednesday morning. And some of the big stories that we are covering, the AT&T merger, I'll talk about that at 7 o'clock. At 7.50, some of the fun ones, like how you too can be Kim Jong-un and run a country. And it's a primer, uh, for sure. Okay, uh, back we go. More handle on the news. Jennifer Jones-Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. Now, you remember Robert De Niro said uh, that Trump was not a very nice person, although he used different words for it. Well... Trump is fighting back. Oh, what a shocker. Yeah. Trump and where, and in what tw- venue or methodology did he use to fight back? Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. He tweeted out that Robert De Niro is a very low IQ individual. He's received too many shots to the head by real boxers in movies. He may be punch drunk. Wake up, punchy. <laughs> I love this president. I mean, this is spectacular. You can't stuff. make this up. No, the next president, uh, assuming that it's not Donald Trump, there will be a next president, whether it's uh, you know first term or second term, uh, it's going to be so boring. Unless the next president is Alec Baldwin. Oh, yes. And you are worthless, Alec Baldwin. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my Because Alec says... If I ran for the White House in 2020, I would 1,000% prevail as the winner over President Trump. This yeah. is what he told Howard Stern. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, just love it. And what's see? And I'll tell you why he would win over Donald Trump because he looks so much like Donald Trump that people would think he's Donald Trump. He'd get confused, and he would win the all the the base. Uh. He's. That's the best thing he's ever done. Alec Baldwin is a superb actor. I mean, he is so good, but there's nothing. He is going to go down. His legacy will be his Trump impersonation on Saturday Night Live. Actress Rose McGowan indicted on felony cocaine charges. This is finally? Didn't she turn herself in back in November yeah, over this? this? Like it took him a long coming. time to go through the grand jury process yeah. in Virginia. And it is a little strange, this story, when you think about it. Uh, see, the, she leaves her wallet on an airplane. Someone finds it, uh, turns it in, and there are there's residue of cocaine. They also say there was a bag of cocaine well, in there. Well, somebody, somebody sent her a message on Instagram, somebody that she didn't know. And, they, and, and the message said, you left your wallet on your Saturday flight with your two bags of coke. And it turned out there weren't two bags of Coke. I don't think so. It was I just residue. residue. And so it's pretty hinky. 
uh, all of that. But she's uh, effectively she is saying you're just trying to shut me down because she's one of the leaders of the Me Too movement. And she can wriggle out of it, right? She can say the wallet was out of my possession. Somebody easily could have planted that It was. That it was in. unattended for some period of time. Right. Yeah. So isn't that an easy one for her to win? Although it can't be a plot, really, because um, it was happenstance that she forgot her wallet on the plane. Right. They had so to it's plan. not like they, they devised a scheme to frame her this way. It had to be a crime of opportunity if somebody said, hey, it's Rose McGowan's yeah. wallet. Let's put Coke in it. Okay, uh, we know what happened, uh, the Portola fire, how it started. A weed whacker. It's 40% contained, not a threat to homes anymore. I think at one point there were 85 homes under evacuation orders or warnings. Uh, One firefighter did have a minor burn and was taken to the hospital for heat exhaustion, but uh, they've got it 40% contained at this point. All right, the uh, ballot initiative to split the state into three will be on the ballot in November. I hate California. That bodes very well for us because that may be some more commercials that oh. are bought here on KFI. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Do you split it into three? When you think about the logic of splitting California, because it really is three different states, the diversity of California, you have. Uh, You have the agriculture, you have the tech, uh, you have uh, Southern California with this tech, but uh, there's mainly, what is Southern California? What what are we famous for? Southern California? Traffic. Well, entertainment and now tech. Right. We export traffic and uh, we do a great job. So it makes sense, but it's never going to happen, of course. I have to say, the people on Twitter, I've been polling them this morning, asking them this question, do you want to split it or not? The majority of people want to split it up. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's it. Do you think it's because, like, Congress won't allow it? That's or... another one. Yeah, you have to have, uh, in this case, it would be a vote. It has to then be presented to Congress. And I think you need two-thirds on both sides. And uh, it's just, it's never going to happen. And also, this is a ballot initiative, right? It's not the legislature doing it. And who has to oversee, who has to be the engine of the process? It's got to be the state government, right? They have to pursue it. Yes, I think by law. So you're so you're passing a thing they don't want to do it up they in don't, Sacramento, but, they, but they're going to have to, of course, because that's the law. Yeah, but right. they can drag their feet and make sure that it never comes to fruition, even if all the other pieces of the puzzle fall into place. Well, imagine getting four thousand text messages from your ex over the past year and a half. I'm stuck in and walking in my movie star. That's what happened to this woman who was being stalked by her ex-boyfriend. They finally arrested the guy in Thousand Oaks. He was outside her house, sending her more text messages. He was trying to hide behind the shades in his car. But this poor woman, he called her 300 times, uh, roughly texted her 4,000 times over the last year and a half. He hacked into her social media accounts. She even moved to Moore Park, to, from Moore Park to Thousand Oaks to try and get rid of this guy, and he still tracked her down. So he's been arrested, obviously, on charges of stalking. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do with these people? People are crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, that's the wrong person to get involved with. Ugh. I get stories and handle on the law all the time on just crazy stuff that ex-spouses do. And my question is, what, what were you doing marrying this guy? I mean, think about this. This is on you more than it is on him. The guy's a fruitcake. And there's there has to be some, there have to be some signs uh, because, I mean, think of it. We've all broken up with people, mm-hmm. every one of us, 
I, more than others, have been dumped by many, many women in my life. Uh, I didn't hack. I don't go in people's emails account. Now, given I don't know how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. (laughs) Why don't we just move on? Okay, yeah. KFI handle here. Ah, day after tomorrow is well, it's Friday. Saturday is Law Day 2018 at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. Please join us uh, starting from 9 o'clock over to 2 o'clock. Brought to you by Cunning Dental. Loose or missing teeth. Call Cunning Dental for a free exam with CT scan. Call 888-640-SMILE. It's this Saturday Law Day from 9 to 2 at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. Okay. Uh, back we go. More handle on the news. Jennifer Jones Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. Uh, Joe Biden got thunderous applause by mentioning President Trump. It's Trump's world, baby. Not in a good way, though. Uh, he was speaking at a at an event in Delaware, and somebody thought they'd throw Joe Biden a zinger. And he goes, what about the girls you molested on C-SPAN at the Senate swearing in? Yeah. And, of course, people in the crowd who love Joe Biden, they started booing the guy. Well, he's a hugger. Yeah. He has always been a hugger. And uh, and so today, Biden, yeah. go ahead. No. It, yeah, and so Biden said, this is not Trump world. And the crowd went, went crazy. crazy. But he, uh, he's right. <laughs> I mean, today, if I were to, if I go down the hall or, Wayne, you go down the hall and simply say, oh, boy, you look great today. You're done. You're fired. You commented on my shine shirt today. Uh, but that's not you. See, I'm not talking about your... Lo- actually, what if you say you're looking bad, which I do all the time. You look like crap <laughs> look today. Terrible. Is that considered also sexual harassment? I don't think so. Uh, Maybe hostile work environment, but certainly not sexual harassment. Unless you like women who don't look good. Oh, if you think I'm going to touch that line... <laughs> Oh, Marjorie's listening. That's just never. Well, you clearly happen. don't. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Here we go. Oh. All right. So, is it so illogical to hate men? One mm. professor thinks no. Men, men, men. It's raining men. Proof positive that you can be a professor in this country and be a complete Fruit Loop. It's a woman professor, director of Northern uh, Northeastern's Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies program. Okay, that starts right there. And she says uh, that it's time for men to step down. No power, no political uh, positions, no CEOs. It's all, it's women who should do it all. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're not crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. I'm, and this no, is, not this, at all. Uh, Susanna Walters is her name. She's the director of Women's yeah, Gender and Sexuality Studies Program at Northeastern. She said, okay, it's not uh, all men Except it is all men because everywhere in the world, women experience sexual violence. And everywhere in the world, it's men who commit terrorism and mass gun violence. Ergo, feminists should hate all men. Yeah. And will she be in trouble? Probably not. Oh, God, no. There's, I mean, there's a guy from The Atlantic who characterized her op-ed as hate speech. It I would is. think I would... I don't know that I would call it hate uh, speech, but, but you, at the same time, but you this can, is why feminists get a bad name, because they do, go too far well, on the it, other side. Well, as a college professor, you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. Uh, there was a uh, a black college professor at Cal State Northridge who everybody hated, 
And remember, I told you the story of taking yeah. uh, his class in uh, African studies. Uh, and uh, I was the only white guy in the class. And I lasted five minutes because he comes in with his dashiki and literally puts his name, some African name that uh, he assumed, and wrote on the board, the white man is the devil. That was the first course. That was the first class. It's not hostile at all? Ooh. By the way, he did get bounced, but took them 25 years wow. to bounce him. And it was a plagiarism charge. That's how they got him. Not his political views. Okay, uh, some Uber news coming up. But uh, first, uh, let's check in. I'm in love with your body. I'm in love with your body. Every day discovering something brand new. I'm in love with the shape of you. Come on, be my baby. Come on. Now, one of my favorite songs. Love it. Love it. Okay, let's uh, do it, guys. Uh, yeah, holy, it's wistful thinking. Okay, uh, let's finish up Handle on the News. Jennifer Jones Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. How about turning Well, an Uber driver uh, kicked two women out of his car for kissing. He's had his license suspended. Now, his license his, to- his livery license. Right. To be an Uber driver, not his driver's license. Right, so they they took away his liver. His license to have oh, a liver. Oh, he can't drink anymore then. Yeah. Oh, Do I have that right? That's no. good punishment. Oh, no. Livery is in, your in license York, to drive a commercial vehicle. Right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's the story. The Taxi and Limousine Commission, it's funny, they suspended his livery license, but they're still investigating the matter. I don't get Well, What else it, can what, they do to him? So he sees two women kissing. Just pecking. Just, just pecking, not even a big deal, and he throws them out. Uh, does it tell you anything that his name is Ahmad Al-Butari? Coming from a culture in which modesty and women kissing, well, it, uh, wherever he came in his country, I have no idea where that is, women would probably be uh, beheaded for doing that. And when they when he kicked them out of the car, one of them started taking cell phone video. So yeah. he's on video, and he says, you can't do this in the car. And she says, kissing's not illegal. Why can't we kiss in an Uber and he said it's disrespectful. Right. See, he never yeah. he never Handle. actually said it's because you're two women. Although I'm oh, the, sure it was because the they were two but he women. He would do the same thing. But with he two tried guys. to couch it as just yeah. kissing. Anybody kissing is no good. That's that's basically it. It would be anybody kissing. Uh, two well, no, two men. Oh, it could be anybody. You're right. I mean, the way he tried to frame it is right. anybody kissing, kissing anybody. Okay, another Uber story. Right. Uber wants to wants a patent to tell if you drink and ride. Drink a beer. This is actually scary for a lot of people because it's uh, it has to do with uh, keeping track of uh, keeping data on people who have already been inside the car. And uh, if uh, they're asking to go to a weird place that they don't normally don't go, uh, somehow that is put into this algorithm and they're going to send a, a driver that has experience who've driven them before. I mean, it's weird. They're going to, they're going to track how many typos you make right. while requesting the ride. So and they know even who you the, are. At even the angle at which you're holding the phone. So if you're shaky and you're drinking or if Isn't you're crazy, but also I would think that a couple of things. So one, it could hurt Uber business because people don't want their records kept. Well, the whole point of hiring Uber is you're drunk. Well, th- That's <laughs> why you hire Uber out walking out of a thing. bar and you're plastered. I don't think that they're trying to discourage it. I think they're trying to super serve yeah. people who are drunk. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, the FBI agent who did a backflip uh, dancing in that club in Denver, and then his gun fell out, and then he went to pick it up, and then the gun went off and shot a guy. Uh, he's been charged with second-degree assault. Flip it. Is this not uh, bull? Handle because assault is an intent right. crime. It is. He never intended no. to shoot anybody. No, it's it's. Yeah, I don't even. Think... How are they going to actually prosecute him? Well, I for think, this, uh, it could be criminal negligence. Absolutely, and that's about it. And uh, unless they have something in the law there where there's a degree of Inten- recklessness yeah. or negligence, where it's impl- implied, implied intent. intent. But I don't think, think that's yeah, the right charge a, for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to bet. How, and I'm going to ask how. What's his career at the FBI? Uh, uh, probably limited. coming to an end. Yes. Well, this one might be a dumb business idea, but it's not illegal. Yeah. Uh, there we go. What Intuit, which happens to be a credit card processor. Uh, is has shut down payments on gun purchases. They just simply won't process them. Yeah, and you've got uh, Judge Napolitano on Fox who said, hey, look, this is a, looks like a terrible business decision, but just because you refuse to do business with one yeah, of these, you reject a business like legal. this, it's not, you're not refusing because of race, age, gender, or sexual yeah. orientation, so you're good to go. You can do that. You can throw people out of restaurants uh, if you don't want to serve them. It's a, a business can say no, as long as it doesn't say no based on race, religion, creed, uh, gender, but any other reason they can say no. You know, for example, being fired. Uh, if you don't have a contract, but let's say someone is working here without a contract and gets fired. I mean, arbitrarily. Oh, my God, I've been discriminated against. Well, yeah, but so what? You're allowed to be fired for any reason in California. Well, they fired me because they said I was ugly. Uh, yeah. They can do that, and they gave you a second opinion. Someone else said you were ugly. You can be fired for that. Well, I don't like your language. You can be fired for that. I just woke up this morning, wanted to fire someone, and you got the tag. Yeah, that works. So this is not a problem at all. All right, Uh, let's get out of here. The AT&T merger, uh, let me tell you why it works why the judge said okay, and how this one happened and others did not. All of that coming right up. KFI AM 640. Okay, handle here and uh, the morning crew on a Wednesday, June 13th on Saturday. June 16th, 9 to 2 o'clock. It's Law Day at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. Over 100 legal experts from HandleOnTheLaw.com giving you free advice in virtually every field of the law. I'll be there, Handle on the Law, from 9 to 11. Free seminars, prizes throughout the day. Log on to KFIAM640.com. The keyword is Law Day, sponsored by the People's Attorney of Southern California, Sweet James Bergener. Go to SweetJames.com. Saturday at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. Law Day. Okay. Interesting uh, story uh, broke yesterday, and that is a federal judge ruled on the $85 billion takeover of Time Warner. This is AT&T wanting to and obviously going to be able to buy Time Warner. And uh, the Justice Department was suing to block the deal. And uh, the judge, and the way it works, incidentally, is... Are it judges decide 
whether to block these mergers or to declare uh an antitrust action that there's a, there's a trust going on. There's too much power with one company. So, uh, Time Warner owns HBO, Warner Brothers, and CNN. Now, there's a lot of talk about the reason that the White House say, is trying to fight it. It's because CNN. President hates CNN. Can you imagine someone trying to buy Fox? Oh. Yes. Matter of fact, we'll take federal money and put it into it. If you want, we'll give you a federal loan. So this is the latest effort by a big telecom company or a big uh, cable company to acquire more media assets. Uh, Comcast owns NBC Universal. Verizon owns websites, including Yahoo and HuffPost. And here's what the Justice Department sued for, tried to block the deal last year arguing that it would limit competition and raise costs. And in reality, there are arguments for and against. So when you have uh, more efficiencies, you put these giant companies together. Well, you fire a lot of people because it's now one company. And so you have management. uh, Matter of fact, one CEO gets tossed and there's $100 billion a year, whatever the hell CEOs get paid. And also, you've got high management all the way down that you only need one company, one uh, set of management. And that's just a part of it. So uh, that's the argument saying, hey, we can do it more efficiently. Therefore, we're going to lower prices. That's usually the case. Unless you take over the market and you're the only one. And now you're paying a lot more. Case in point, you ever flown to Las Vegas out of Burbank? It's basically Southwest. 500 bucks. You can go $500 from here to Norway. First class. I'm not kidding you. Norwegian Airline. It's uh, not quite first class, but it's pretty crazy. So when you own a market... Uh, You can charge anything you want. And that's the entire point of uh, suing to block these companies because they're picking up uh, markets. Now, the other side is uh, that, you know, you can't own too much of a market. No company can because uh, that's uh, that's an antitrust issue. There has to be competition. And so there's two issues of these mega mergers And it's horizontal and vertical integration. If a company is buying a similar company that provides effectively the same service and becomes the the biggest player, uh, the judge is going to say no. The courts say no. Case in point, uh, Staples and Office Depot. Uh, The government said no. Because you put those two together, you now have grabbed the, the, the biggest share of the market in post-it notes and staples, staples being the kind that you use on paper. And so the government said no. Now that's uh, uh, that's uh, vertical integration when you're buying the same kind of company. Horizontal integration is uh, a company buys another one that's basically in a different field that basically does something different. And that was the argument here. Because one is uh, you have effectively a content company and the other one is a distribution company. And those are two separate fields. 
it's, for example, no, that's a bad example. I was going to give you Disney and Pixar, but there's so much uh, competition out there, it doesn't matter. And that's the other part of these antitrusts, is if the acquisition of a company uh, still leaves huge numbers of companies out there or enough where there's real competition. And again, the courts make that determination. Then what happens is the merger is allowed because there are still bunches of companies out there that truly do compete. And that's the argument uh, here that's uh, being used. Uh, well, at least they try to say there are other companies. Rongo bongo. However, they were able to argue the uh, horizontal integration uh, for example uh, Aetna buying the drugstore chain CVS different kinds of companies uh, Amazon purchasing Whole Foods right it's not it's not another uh, internet uh, internet sales retail internet sales company because Amazon already owns the world and they would pick off the little bits and pieces that are left. Uh, no, you can't do that because there's no competition. The other thing that a judge can do is is allow the sale of the company, but put restrictions on it, saying you can do it, but you have to sell off this division or that division. Happens all the time. Not in this case. Judge said mergers okay, no restrictions whatsoever. And what is the takeaway here? Well, you're going to see these mega mergers uh, go balls to the wall, and there's a lot of them up in the air. These probably a dozen multi-billion-dollar mergers coming down the pack, uh, down the uh, pike. So that's what that means. Okay, uh, coming up, two competing immigration bills. Uh, you don't want to be a dreamer. Uh, it's actually nightmares that you're having. KFI AM 640 and Handle here on a Wednesday, June 13th, some of the biggest stories that we are covering. Uh, the uh, end of the war games between the United States and South Korea. Uh, those exercises, uh, the Trump has canceled them, and we're going to have uh, Brian Suits. Sorry, as I cough, coming along in a few minutes to talk about that. Also, uh, 2026 World Cup has been announced, and uh, nobody cares. Uh, you know, the United States always does so well in World Cup. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, World Cup. What the hell is that? All right. Uh, now, uh, the House voted, uh, or a House is going to vote next week on two competing immigration bills after Republican negotiations on a compromise uh, yeah, basically falls short. And it has to do with the Dreamers, the fate of young undocumented immigrants, uh, and there's no guarantee that either or one of them will pass. Uh, they're both there to resolve the issue. Now, as you know, DACA, the Dreamers bill, uh, was suspended by the president. It's no longer in place. Those 700,000, uh, the uh, dreamers, and I don't know how many, maybe it's a couple hundred. No, it's I think it's 700,000 dreamers that are in this country no longer have the protection of DACA. DACA only said they won't be deported. Didn't change their status. There was no road 
to citizenship or a green card. It just said they won't be deported. Well, as you know, uh, Jeff Sessions and the administration is now on a deportation run. They're, they're going balls to the walls on this. Yet, at the same time, even with DACA gone, no dreamer has been deported. They just don't do that. I mean, they're going to deport dreamers that are criminals, uh, that have been ordered deported because of criminal activity or falling within certain categories. Those are going. But for the most part, DACA recipients or uh, uh, those members of uh, the DACA crowd are being left alone. So in the meantime, Congress has to deal with it. And we've been talking about that uh, a long time. So there are two bills uh, that are there totally competing One effectively says all the protections are gone. That's it. The members of uh, the DACA, those protected by DACA, are the same as anybody else. Don't care if you came here as a youngster. Doesn't matter if you don't speak any other language uh, other than English. Uh, Don't care if, uh, for example, you discover you're not an American citizen. When you apply for a driver's license, you had no idea. And you're as as American as anybody else. You've completely assimilated. None of that matters. Because the other one effectively takes away all of the rights and uh, the right not to be deported. And so you have moderate Republicans on one side. Because remember, it's the Republicans going to make this decision in the House. Moderate Republicans on one side joining the Democrats and saying, you know, we've got to do something about the DACA kids who are in many cases now adults. And then you have the hardliners saying, nope, we are not going to help illegal aliens, and those are illegal aliens at all. Now, it had to do with, I mean, we've got some technicalities here. Uh, There has to be uh, a petition that would set up debate uh, in the House, and the, the petition couldn't get passed. So we're right back to where we were. And here is the problem. Democrats are easy. Uh, They're all against uh, stopping uh, pro-DACA legislation. It's the Republicans who have a problem. Because uh, you talk about competing issues. So Republicans who are pro-Trump, who is anti-immigration... And Republicans who live in districts that have huge numbers of Hispanics. And they're telling the Hispanics, the hardliners, or in this case, even the moderates, either we're going to protect you and go against Trump, or we're going to go against you and piss off your constituency, which has many, many Hispanics. Man, they can't, you can't win for losing on this one. Is that the right phrase? I've never understood that. You can't win for losing. Or is that lose for winning? Or Win for losing. You had it right. Never quite understood. Uh, you know, snapping out of the uh, jaws of defeat uh, in a barrel on the tip of the iceberg. Never quite been able to put all that together. You nailed those. I, damn right I did. In any case, it's it's a real tough decision to make. And the other part of it is that most Americans at this point are... Uh, pro-helping those DACA recipients. They want 
or we want a path to citizenship. I certainly do. I mean, I look at the kid who's brought over here at the age of two who has no idea because the parents don't want to share the fact, oh, by the way, you're illegal and can be deported. Uh, That's a tough thing to to admit. That's a tough thing to share. So which way are we going to go on this? You've got Trump, you've got hardliners, you've got moderate Republicans, all throwing it up in the air which way the protections are going to go for those uh, folks that fall under the DACA rules. I have no idea which way it's going to go. But there's so many complications. Uh, the point is, next week, the House votes on this. And we'll follow that up. Now, uh, the war games, uh, the exercises that North Korea, I mean, South Korea and the United States have on the peninsula every year. Uh, the big one, and then three or four smaller ones. What does all that mean? Because the president said, we're stopping, we're done. The Pentagon is flummoxed. Uh, you have a lot of the administration flummoxed. Well, we're going to talk to Brian Suits, who's going to explain why the why this is such a big deal, even though politically it's a it's a good move. KFI AM six. KFI handle here on a Wednesday, June thirteenth, uh, this Saturday. From 9 to 2, uh, Law Day 2018 at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. 100 legal experts from HandleOnTheLaw.com. Free legal advice in virtually every field of law. Go to KFIAM640.com and the keyword is Law Day. Okay, Uh, big doings with the president almost spontaneously saying he's going to stop, order the halt of the military exercises that the United States does with South Korea. Uh, an annual big one, and then throughout the year, several smaller ones. And uh, the Pentagon is flummoxed. Uh, Republicans are asking, why would we do that? Uh, Brian Suits, our military expert. Uh, Brian, thanks for uh, joining us on short notice. Why are these exercises so important, and why is Trump basically out of his mind for stopping them uh, at this point? The simplest way to put it is if two teams are going to the Super Bowl and you hear that one is not practicing and one is practicing, where do you put your money? Obviously, the one that's practicing. And there's an old saying, the more you sweat in peace, the less you bleed in war. And it's absolutely true. That's why Top Gun was created uh, in the early 70s is because we were not shooting the North Vietnamese down at the rate we should have been. Uh, because we'd forgotten how to dogfight. So the Navy established Top Gun, Air Force established Red Flag. At Fort Irwin, the Army has the world's premier maneuver area. There's a full-time unit that does nothing but mimic enemies called the Op4, the Opposition Force. I used to be one of them, then I've been through there on the blue side, on the American side, training. There's absolutely nothing like it, and it's why we do it. And on the Korean Peninsula, obviously, there's another dimension. It's not just the training, but it's the uh, visibility of the training. It's the visible commitment to defending South Korea shoulder-to-shoulder with the South Koreans. Okay, now I want to throw a couple things out there. When you talk about the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl in this case is war with North Korea. And uh, we're ignoring the political move that to halt these uh, at the the time that we're negotiating, Trump's negotiating with uh, Kim Jong-un, 
uh, seems to make sense, at least to a lot of people. And what stops exercises from not happening on uh, the Korean Peninsula, where it would be someplace else? For example, uh, most of our exercises take place here. Uh, in- well, because we, we, have to, we have to be prepared to fight anywhere on the face of the earth. The Israelis train in Israel. The Koreans train in South Korea. You know, it's, it's, I mean, sure, we could airlift them you know, to Fort Irwin and accomplish the same thing, except, like I say, the other component is look at what we're doing here. We're, we're a team, and that's why it's called Team Spirit. And look at this train. Uh, we're bringing the Marines. We're bringing the Air Force. That's, that's a huge component to it. And, it, and like I said yesterday, the, the confusing part politically here is Trump criticized Obama for front-loading the Iran deal with $180 billion bucks up front of their own money back. Okay, so why not hold this one in reserve and say, you know what, if you guys denuclearize, then we don't have to do that training. If, if, if we are not afraid of you attacking South Korea, then we don't have to train like that all the time. And wouldn't that be great? Instead, he's unilaterally... Uh, canceling exercises that, that are funded a year in advance. I mean, these, these things have, have, uh, that we pay for them and, and allocate the money a year in advance, uh, they're, they're not as expensive as being unprepared for war, I can tell you that. But, but uh, politically, it just, it's just, it's for a guy who's supposed to be this great negotiator, he just gave something away for nothing. Well, a, how important are they, are these games, uh, in terms of preparedness? If we stop for a year or six months uh, pending negotiations, why would that hurt? Well, you, you, you lose, um, you, you literally you, you lose a year of that training, and it's it, it just, just not good to do. It's hard to start back up. Um, and, uh, and also, um, the other thing is, Kim, two months ago, said he was okay. He was finally at peace with, well, not at peace, but he was accepting American troops in South Korea and the exercises, because remember, every year the North Koreans, we go through this ritual, the exercises are announced, they begin, North Korea says it's tantamount to war, it's a declaration of war, we consider it an act of war, but then they don't do anything. And and so, uh, but but he finally said, all right, none of that, we won't play that game anymore, we know you're going to do your exercises. So it was just odd, because it wasn't, it wasn't something he was making noises about. So your issue is basically timing. Uh, that is out of uh, these negotiations comes a reasonable peace deal where there is an acceptable level of the denuclearization. Obviously, it's not going to go to the extent that where the United States and South Koreans go, but it's going to make some inroads, I'm assuming, some uh, compromise that will be acceptable. Uh, So it's a question of uh, we uh, wait until that deal is cut. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you just took something off the table that you could use, you know, as a um, as a sweetener, so that you buy the full All set right. of Petco knives. You know, you could you 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 get the, the the vegetable peeler and the paring knife, but only if you act now. And instead, you know, we we should tell you what we're gonna we're gonna just go ahead and just give you the paring knife and the vegetable peeler, and you can just walk around the rest of Costco for the rest of the day. Um, it, it just was a weird way to negotiate, and I've never been a real estate billionaire. All right, Brian. Thanks much. Always oh, uh, good stuff. All right, now we're, let's have a little bit of fun. Uh, how to be a North Korean dictator? You too can be a Kim Jong Un. Just follow these rules and these recommendations. I'm going to give them to you when we come back. KFI AM of six forty. Rocky. 
AFI handle here. It is a Wednesday. So much going on today. All right. Uh, a lot of fun on this one I'm going to have. Uh, that's because uh, I don't live in North Korea. One of uh, the statements the president made, and I love this, uh, in uh, upon his return from uh, North Korea with this, excuse me, from Singapore with this uh, summit with North Korea. And I'm going to quote, his country does love him. Of course, referring to Kim Jong-un. His country does love him. His people, you see the fervor. They have great fervor. No kidding, they have great fervor. Because if they didn't, they get shot. Remember the funeral procession of Kim Jong-il in the main square? And people were crying hysterically. I mean, beyond control, sobbing. Why? Because there was a level of sobbing. If you didn't sob enough, you were in deep trouble. You had the sob police coming around and making sure you sobbed. Great fervor. All right, so I'm going to help you now. Let's say you want to be the dictator of North Korea. There are rules that you have to follow. Uh, Number one is uh, you have to insist and declare your own divine abilities. A supernatural mandate. Uh, For example, Kim's grandfather, Kim Il-sung, who in fact uh, established the country of uh, North Korea with the help of the Russians... Uh, has been described as a god in the media. Uh, the entire calendar uh, has been changed to the year of Kim Il-sung's birthday. And Kim Jong-il, the son of Kim, uh, Kim Jong-sung, uh, who created it, uh, in describing uh, Il, uh, this is uh, what the biographies, biographies say. The first time he bowled, he scored a perfect 300. In his first ever round of golf, golf he had uh, five holes in one, uh, 30 under par round, 38 under par round. Pretty good. In college, he wrote 1,500 books. When he was born, there was a double rainbow. Very impressive. Rule number two. Imprison or kill those who oppose you or who might oppose you. This is what uh, Stalin used to do. He used to know opposition before you knew you were opposed to him. Pretty impressive. Use murder, starvation, and torture to keep people in line. As a matter of state policy. The authorities carry it out executions, sometimes with RPGs, sometimes with machine guns, uh, with or without trial, publicly or secretly. If there is a trial, there's a reason for it. It's a show trial. Uh, Political crimes, uh, they're not even the most serious crimes. You get killed anyway. And uh, the policy of carrying these out in public uh, helps the people of uh, North Korea truly love, admire uh, their uh, leader with a fervor. Don't let people know what happens in other places. No matter what happens, it's we're always better off than anybody else. Case in point, uh, a few years ago, the Great Famine. I don't remember how many years ago. Several million North Koreans starved. You'd think there'd be an uproar. You know what the media said? That there was a world starvation going on, and North Korea had it better than all the other countries. As bad as it was... It wasn't as bad as other countries. 
Why? How do they do that? Because they control the media completely. Uh, public praise and demonstrations of fealty. We go back to you better sob when the great leader is uh, dead. Hysterically. Remember the sob police? You bet. Rule number six. Control was publicly shown to ensure the only positive portrayals of you emerge. You've got to look good. You've got to look brilliant. You have to look invincible. And you have to be really good looking. And the final rule, if you want to be a dictator in North Korea, is you must, and this is as important as anything else, you are mandated to have the worst haircut in the history of the world. And you put all of that together, and you too can be a dictator in North Korea. All right, coming up, uh, could California really be split into three different uh, states? Well, it looks like it's certainly on its way. And I'll tell you what happened. KFI AM 640. Hey, here's to you, California. KFI handle here on a Wednesday morning uh, uh, coming up on Saturday, Law Day 2018 at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. Just log on to KFIAM640.com. The keyword Law Day, 100 lawyers giving you good legal advice. And I'll be there because I am every year screaming at you. The big stories that we're covering today is uh, the uh, president said the U.S. would stop military exercises on the Korean Peninsula. Uh, we uh, now get the United States, the 2026 World Cup. Yeah, like you care for sure. And uh, the AT&T Time Warner merger is on. So that's what's going on. All right. In the meantime, here's what happened yesterday. And that is uh, the initiative... That would divide California into three separate states qualified to appear on the ballot in November's general election. And we get to vote whether to separate the state of California into three states. California, Northern California, and Southern California. Now, all of this is subject to approval by the U.S. Congress. You need two-thirds. It's never going to happen. But, hey, It's kind of fun, and hopefully they buy commercials here on KFI, so uh, it's not all bad, is it? Uh, Venture capitalist uh, Tim Draper, who's been doing this for years, uh, in a campaign called Cal3, he's paid for it. Uh, The the petition received more than 400,000 valid signatures. That's enough, and we're going to see it on November 6th ballot, uh, ballot. So why does Draper want to partition California into three states. Well, he says it it allows regional communities to make better, more sensible decisions for their citizens, address the most pressing issues, school systems, high taxes, deteriorating infrastructure, strained government, although I don't know how splitting up California in three states somehow is going to fix that problem. He said the California state government is not too big to fail because it's already failing. Uh, we've got overmatched, overstretched, overwrought state government structures. 
and uh, we deserve better. Well, uh, one of the main reasons we have all of these uh, crazy problems is, it may even be the main reason, uh, the pension plan. The benefits for state employees, it's breaking us. And not only is it, uh, it's unsurmountable, it's unsustainable, and it's going to break California. And here's the problem with this. Even if the state goes bankrupt, and a state can go bankrupt under the law, even though no state has ever gone bankrupt, the first thing that is going to be paid are the pensions. So they're covered no matter what. That's the problem. But eh, let's go on with the three states. Why not? Uh, California, the state of California, L.A., that's us, Ventura County, Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo, Monterey, and San Benito counties. Not only where, but what is a San Benito county? You can tell I, uh, I boy, if we did, if we did a survey, how many people would know where the San Benito counties are? Okay, Southern California, that wouldn't be us. Uh, would include 12 counties, San Diego, San Bernardino, Orange, Mono County, Madera, Inyo, Tulare, Fresno, King, Kern County, and the Imperial Counties. Uh, Northern California would include 40 counties, including the San Francisco Bay Area and uh, north of San- and the area north of San Francisco. Now, if you think about this, it breaks. You've got San Diego for Southern California. That's the big one. And the rest of them, uh, there's nothing there. Uh In uh, California, you've got L.A., and that's basically it. And in Northern California, you have the Bay Area. And everything else is totally incidental to the entire process. And by the way, uh, those areas without the Bay Area, uh, without uh, L.A., without San Diego, are totally incidental anyway. I mean, how important is Inyo County? Humboldt County. Shasta County. Yeah. Very important. Yeah, Shasta. I, it, all I know about Shasta is it makes generic sodas. Cheap, bad cola. You ever had Shasta Cola? I, I grew up in Shasta County. You ever had Shasta Cola? Of course. It's like 20 cents uh, a liter. I think it was made in the Bay Area. Uh, just horrible stuff. No, the point I'm making is, does it change dramatically? Well, uh, Maybe. Like I say, like the people in Redding are going to go for the Bay Area as part of their new California. They've got an opportunity to break away. And the people who are in, you know, the Jefferson State area, like they want to be lumped in with the Bay. Please. Here's the problem. Even if it does make sense. And I haven't looked at it carefully enough if it does. Because you're looking at economics. uh, You're looking at the kind of economic base, be it agriculture, uh, be it the entertainment business, being it high tech, all having different interests. Uh, it's just, you know, the last time this happened, 1863. I, I, you know, it, I, how do you get Congress, how do you get Congress to say yes to this? Now, you'd never get the state of California to say yes, mainly because I don't, I don't know why everybody enjoys saying, well, California has the fifth largest economy in the world. But have you ever heard, you've heard that, of course. Yeah, of course. Well, we really don't because... The fifth largest economy, of course, is after the U.S. and China, et cetera. But if we're the fifth largest, then the first largest, the United States, would have to be without California. I mean, we're double dipping here. We're counting it twice. 
Just saying. All right. Uh, now a topic that's a little more serious and a whole lot more troubling. The rise in kids' suicide rates. Uh, we've been talking about suicide ever since uh, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. Uh, and uh, now I'm going to give you some stats, which you go, come on, really? Oh, yeah. This is KFI. Uh, General- I wanna go Wednesday, June 13, uh, some of the biggest stories that we are covering is uh, the fact that uh, one of them yesterday, uh, the initiative uh, splitting California into three states uh, passed. Well, at least it uh, made the ballot enough signatures to make the ballot in November. President uh, describes, declares end of the war games. North Korea or South Korea and the U.S. uh, military exercises, huh? No one else knew it. Uh, and it's so much. And, and I want to speak also about uh, hopefully, if we have time, uh, the way North Korean newspapers are carrying the story of Kim Jong Un and the president. In if, uh, the, there's photos where Kim Jong Un is six inches taller, for example, than uh, President Trump, and it's uh, and the president is begging Kim Jong Un. You can see the tears asking for. Uh, uh, peace, please, please, we need peace. Because you are so overwhelmingly powerful. By the way, I'm not exaggerating a whole lot here either, just to let you know. Okay, now, uh, here is some really bad news. Uh, a study that just came out, and uh, this is uh, L.A. County Interagency, uh, the L.A. County Interagency on Child Abuse and Neglect. And the study came out and said that child suicides are on the rise. And we're not talking about Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain or Robin Williams. We're just talking about child suicides. Now, interestingly enough, child deaths in general have gone down. People are more careful. For example, the Bodie Miller swimming pool incident, which is 18-month-year-old daughter, died. Uh, That's more of a rarity than you've seen before. The kids that are dying in the cars, uh, that's fewer. Uh, You've got fewer kids, uh, infants being dropped off in dumpsters because uh, you now have them going to churches and fire stations or police departments. That's gone down. Now, what you don't have is uh, a drop in suicides by children. That is going up. And you wonder why. I mean, I can tell you, uh, I think the reason is, and this is anecdotal, and uh, the the only thing that's mentioned is there's more pressure on children. Okay, I want to expand that a little bit because when uh, we were putting our girls in private schools and we were looking around and we ended up, uh, of course, going to either Catholic school where the price was a third of any Jewish school or private school out there, and I wanted to put the kids in Catholic school, and uh, every time Jesus was mentioned, just put their fingers in the ear, their ears and go, la, 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 la. That would have been fine. Saved a ton of money. No, no, yeah, Marjorie said no. So uh, we were having conversations with people that were talking about the schools that they were going to go to, the kids were going to go to, elementary school, junior high, high schools, They're planning for it in kindergarten. There was so much pressure. And the kids, well, imagine, you have to play soccer. Uh, You have to play a musical instrument. 
you have to do tons of homework. I mean, one of the things about private school and uh, even more so in public school, uh, the homework is laid on you and there is a lot of pressure, more so than ever before. I remember I had a lot of playtime when uh, I was a kid. I mean, after school, we screwed around. I didn't come home till five. During the summer, it was eight o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night, just playing around. But those days are so gone. You know what it is? Everybody pretends that they're a Korean kid. And by the way, I'm not kidding on that one. We used to live uh, in Hancock Park adjacent, uh, the, you know, Hancock Park, great area, right next to it. Not such a great area. And there was an elementary school two blocks away from us, Third Street Elementary School, a superb school. Nobody in our neighborhood would put their kids into Third Street uh, Elementary School because the kids there were primarily Korean and the parents who are very heavily involved in school, and Korean parents are insanely involved, there is no way to compete against those kids. No way. I mean, between the, uh, they all played first string violin. You could tell by the time they're eight, they're already going to be first chair at the LA Philharmonic. You know that. They all get straight A's. They all come home and do nine hours of homework and then the piano lessons. And then on weekends and the tutoring, how do you compete with that? I'm surprised that 90% of the suicides aren't Korean kids in our society. So the pressure has become so much greater. And, of course, uh, you've got the helicopter parenting. And, of course, you have uh, the college prep. Uh, it's, It's a lot of pressure. And so when you talk about deaths of children having gone down, actually, pretty dramatically, not when it comes to suicide. So is that going to change? No, I don't think so. I don't think people are going to change the pressure on uh, on on their kids. Yeah, I just don't think so. We put no pressure on our kids. None at all. I just don't believe in it. Of course, they're illiterate. I've got daughters who sign their name with an X. All right, coming up, Handle on the News, late edition. Right here, KFI, Jennifer Jones-Lee. Handle on the news. Late edition. Handle on the news. He shouted at the man, calling him a racist and using other choice words we can't reveal here. Yeah, of course I was shocked. I mean, uh, anytime you see Bill Handle. You know, explicitly hating people, it's shocking. And now, here's Bill Handle. No, it's not. Anytime you see Bill Handel shocking people, hating people, uh, no, no. All right, uh, before we get into Handel on the News, late edition uh, this uh, weekend, Saturday, Law Day at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana from 9 to 2 o'clock. Over 100 legal experts from HandleOnTheLaw.com giving you free legal advice in virtually every area of the law. So uh, come on down, free seminars, all the lawyers, prizes throughout the day uh, at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana on Saturday. Go to KFIAM640.com, the keyword Law Day for more informazione. Okay, let's do it, guys. Handle on the news, late edition. Jennifer Jones, Lee, Wayne Rensick, and me, late story. Busting right into your house. Uh, according to uh, Vanity Fair and a couple of sources, Michael Cohen is expected to be arrested soon. 
And a Vanity Fair article says Trump should be super worried about Michael Cohen deciding to cooperate with federal prosecutors. Uh, wrong. Uh, he's uh, going to be pardoned. And then the only thing that happens, uh, he'll be asked, and he can't take the fifth. So the only thing that will happen is he can't lie on the stand. If they bring him in as a witness, whether or not he was pardoned or not, the issue is what did he know about Trump? Now, he'll never be tried or convicted if he's pardoned, but I don't think that stops much. The only thing that stops is the cooperation with the feds. On his own case. On his own case. Right. Now, do you think for a moment, well, it's a question of this, not if, but when do you think the president is going to pardon Michael Cohen? I don't know what he's waiting for. I don't either. Yeah. Couldn't he do it right now? Yeah, he would. And maybe he's listening to his advisor saying it'd be a a little bit politically problematic, but not enough. Also, maybe, because this is a lot of chatter and speculation, maybe Michael Cohen does not, in fact, know anything that hurts the president. Yep. Maybe he never did anything for the president that could get the president right. in real trouble as opposed to political trouble. Now, he is, Michael Cohen is already in trouble himself. Yeah. And he needs the pardon. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind he will get the pardon. Uh, and uh, it'll blow up, but it doesn't matter. The Republicans will back him up. The Democrats are going to go crazy, but the Democrats will go crazy whenever Donald Trump wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. So the, that the, doesn't change anything. Yeah, and the other chatter is, I guess, his attorneys have left him. Michael Cohen's attorneys are no longer his attorneys, and some people are speculating that that means he might be about to sign some kind of cooperation Maybe, But it's all speculation right now. All right, the Portola fire, still a threat, thought it was out, and uh, we now know that uh, it was a weed whacker. It was a weed whacker. It's 40% contained, burned 40 acres so far. But the fire captain, Eric Scott, says that drones helped to pinpoint the response. What we were able to do is use thermal imaging, that infrared technology to look for hot spots throughout the night and to ensure that none of them flared up and endangered the home. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Well, not cool particularly, but uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, still, uh-huh. neat. <laughs> neat. <laughs> yes. Well... Hey, congrats to us-ish on the 2026 World Cup. Yeah. Whoopee. 2026 World Cup. And uh, for the first time, it's three countries that are hosting the World Cup. It's a continent. Yes. So uh, <laughs> these guys will be flying just all over the place, the players. Well, so, only in the early stages. We're, the United States know. is hogging most right. of the games. Yeah, there's we get all be, the good ones. Right, there's going to be like 80 games. We get uh, 60 of them, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. everything, once it gets to the quarterfinals, all that from now, then on is here. Even though the United States has a rotten team, the United States will be in in the playoffs. I'm making that prediction. No, they won't. Yes, they will. No. They will, I promise you. Are you it, saying it's rigged? You're accusing the United States yep. of the same corruption no, that no, Russia is not being accused all. of no, right now in no, the World Cup? I guarantee you they're going to be at, they are going to be at that World Finals. In the stands. I was kidding. <laughs> 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 Nicely done. Thank you. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and I quote a, a big and powerful world leader there is no longer a nuclear threat from North Korea. Wow. 
That it's done. was fast. Yep. Yep. Done. Nothing to worry about. Of course, uh, Kim Jong-un may have a different interpretation, but the president has made that declaration. One thing is fair. We're a lot longer away from any kind of a confrontation than we were. That I'll grant you. Maybe. Uh, no, I think so. I mean, the whole thing could blow up tomorrow if uh, somebody says the right thing that rubs the other one the wrong way. Uh, I, I don't think so. I think it would take an awful lot. It would It would take... A Donald Trump. Oh, to tweet something we that's to have offensive. One of those. Yeah. Yes, we do. And I wonder. I don't know how Kim Jong Un necessarily does it. I doubt that he tweets to his people. But uh, let's see what his people think about what went down at the Singapore summit. Oh yeah. As you as you can imagine, North Korea press, uh, their media showing uh, it was all Kim Jong Un. And it was it was his wondrous communication and his negotiating skill, and, it, and he did it all. And he pushed President Trump around. And um, hey, uh, if there is peace, it's all going to be Kim Jong Un. And they it, buried they buried the part about denuclearization. Yeah, it was it was mentioned one time. Yeah, once and in a paragraph buried way way deep in the story. Yeah, uh, eight page newspaper. Whoa, it's a big newspaper. Uh, with, <laughs> well, how much news? I'll tell you, there are no ads for hemorrhoid treatments in those uh, papers, and it was uh, six of the eight pages were all about this, with color photos. I mean, just uh, what a hero, Kim Jong Un. That is, it is legitimate, of course, for them to make such a big deal out. Yeah, of it. it is for that. Yes, yes. Okay, let's... former FBI. Oh, you want to take yeah, a break? Yeah, we'll first? take a break. Uh... Yeah, and then we'll come back and finish it up. KFI. Let's check in with Jennifer. All right, handle here uh, is a Wednesday. Uh, big stories are recovering. Uh, California may very well split into three states. The initiative uh, has gotten enough signatures. Going to be on the November ballot, and the 2026 World Cup is going to uh, occur. Part of it in the United States. In 2026, which is why they call it the 2026 World Cup. Oh, and that guess what? Do I know my sports or what? If they have any of the games in California by 2026, the daily water allotment will be one liter per person per day. Yep, probably true. They're going to get dehydrated, those players. Yep. Let's go back to uh, Handle on News Late Edition. Former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe has filed a lawsuit against the FBI, the Justice Department, and the Inspector General. Remember he was fired, I mean, like six hours before he was to retire and get his full pension. Although he was hired again, he got his pension. Because uh, all he had to do was get hired by anybody in the federal government and his pension would have clicked. So that was no big deal. But he's saying they fired him because they violated their own procedures. And that is the basis of a lawsuit. Oh, absolutely. And he's saying they won't turn over any documents about it. So we'll see where that goes. Well, the little raccoon that captivated the internet made it to the top of the Minnesota building, and he's safe. Raccoon's got a bushy tail. Possum's tail goes Yeah, bare. man, this had people fascinated. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. worried. People yeah. were so worried yeah. that the raccoon either, would, you know, would get hurt yeah. or fall off, but whoopee. he didn't. Whoopee. You ever been bitten by a raccoon? No, have You'll have you? nothing left. They're <laughs> vicious little creatures. Well, they're not so little. They can actually be very big. 
Yeah, but you got to see this little guy. He's yeah. like Spider-Man on the side of this building, and he's just scaling the thing. And, and there's then no he'd one stop. down below screaming, jump, jump. No. Oh. The crowd was kind of cheering him on. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, get your butt up to the top and yeah. be safe. Yeah, that's great. Well, oh, okay. uh, if you voted for... <laughs> and- uh, if you vote, oh my god! If you voted for Prop Forty Seven, hope you like your car getting broken into. Jack. Yeah. So a uh, new study is out that says larcenies have increased significantly since the oh man, don't repeat that anymore. Since the passage of Prop Forty Seven, which lowered it made a lot of felonies into misdemeanors. And uh, although the violent crime is not yeah. going up right. at any particularly now, big rate. Now, but isn't the, that, that interesting? Stuff. These are felons who became misdemeanorers and then were let out of jail. And uh, the misdemeanors that are, which unfortunately, burglary, shop, well, shoplifting, it can be a felony over $1,000 uh, and other theft. Those numbers have gone up. But as you pointed out, violent crime has actually dropped. So, yeah, but... But these thefts, the theft rate is going down across the country while it is spiking here yeah. in California. Yep. It's and it's because they know yeah, Prop there's an excellent chance that the police are not even going to bother yeah. with a small, like somebody but, like smashes your window and takes uh, some change out of the, the console of your and, car. And the problem is we have no room in the jails. And to put up more jails is just astronomically, prohibitively expensive. And then even... Uh, outsourcing the jails. Well, uh, what's the most powerful union or one of the most powerful unions, California? Prison guards. Uh, prison guards, and they're not going to let outsource. So, no, you're going to pay us $100,000. And the requirement for being a prison guard, I think, is middle school. Well, I'll tell you where the crime stats are really good in a city in South Florida. He's the former police chief. Who he and two officers are accused of framing this teenage boy for four burglaries in order to make it look like they had perfect burglary yeah. arrest statistics. Yeah. What kind of lawsuit do you think this kid has? Uh, hopefully a big one. Yeah, a major one. Yeah. But, but he's going to have to wait until the feds get done prosecuting these guys. And they're going to prison. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, this is horrible. As well, they should. under the All of this under the color of authority, too. This is uh, That adds enhances big time. Well, uh, the family of an Arlita man is pleading for help because after living in this country for 50 years and getting legal resident status, ICE came and arrested him. Now, my question is, is uh, he uh, was uh, arrested and pled no guilty uh, to a crime. No contest. Uh, yeah, or pled uh, no contest to, a, to the crime, which is effectively uh, the uh, guilty plea. And did he lie on his application? If not, uh, where are they going to go? Because if it was a criminal no, warrant, no, 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 he didn't. He didn't lie. He he got the uh, legal status in the eighties. That was a Reagan thing that he took advantage of. Then in two thousand one, he got the misdemeanor domestic violence case. Literally, that makes him what they call amenable to deportation, even as a legal permanent resident. Because legal permanent residence is not like being a citizen. No, it's true. You, uh, yeah, you, you still you still can get, get thrown out, and they decided they wanted to do it to this guy. And why he didn't become a citizen five years after getting his green card is crazy. People are nuts not to get their citizenship. 
And uh, Maria knows people who are here legally. They have a green card 20 years ago, and they have yet to get their citizenship. That's that's nuts. Yeah, I don't understand it either. Yeah, go figure. I mean, the only thing, I mean, the protections uh, you have, certainly you can vote not being a citizen in uh, the United States. That's easy. As a matter of fact, they, uh, they specifically uh, ask for non-citizens to vote. Are a polling place. When I went to vote, there are big signs saying, if you're a non-citizen, please come here and vote. We'll help you. Yeah, political statement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually asked to show ID. Would you like to see my you ID? Ask them if you could show your ID. They wouldn't let me. They w- oh, that's right because they, they you're not supposed to. That's right. They wouldn't let me. They literally would not let me whip out my driver's license to show that I am who I am. No, not interested. But I want to show you. No. Maybe they didn't realize you were talking about your driver's license when you screamed that at them. It's a very good point. Okay, let's take a break. All right, uh, coming up, the Nigerian, the uh, Prince scam. Oh, God, I love those. Uh, Or uh, we have someone uh, who has uh, just died and uh, your name has been given. As uh, someone who inherits, will inherit $55 million dollars. Your name, it's, it says, Dear Sir. All right. There's now the Nigerian scam that's taken on a whole new level and it's gotten very sophisticated. I'll share that with you. And then uh, Dean Sharp at 930, uh, the house whisper. And we're going to talk about uh, pre-fire season safety prep. This is KFI AM 640. It's like one, two, three, just as easy as can be. Handle here on a... Wednesday morning, uh, this Saturday, uh, 9 to 2 o'clock, Law Day at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. A hundred legal experts from HandleOnTheLaw.com. Free legal advice in virtually every field of the law. Free seminars, prizes throughout the day. Log on to KFIAM640.com. The keyword is Law Day, and that is uh, this Saturday at the Bowers, the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. Oh, before we get to the Nigerian scam, uh, breaking news just came out. A woman uh, has accused uh, Jamie Foxx of assaulting her with his penis, slapping her across the face. TMZ is reporting this. Uh, This happened in 2002 in Las Vegas when she refused to perform oral sex. So he slapped her with his penis. Of course, he's saying, "Uh, no, that didn't happen. And uh, the woman said it was the Me Too movement that inspired her to come out. Uh, Las Vegas police are reportedly consider uh, the the case an open investigation. Now, the statute ran out in 2005. Why would the Las Vegas police still consider this an open investigation? And I figured it out. They want to see the size of Jamie Foxx's penis. They're fascinated by this and... uh, I, I'm telling you, these stories, the Me Too, Too movement is driving me nuts with this stuff. Okay, now uh, let's go to the Nigerian uh, scam. And it used to be the Nigerian scam was great. It was some lovelorn person uh, that wants uh, to get involved with uh, you or anybody or the old clearing up a passport issue. Gee, your, your friends or your family in the Philippines need uh, pass, need money uh, otherwise, they can't get a passport and their airplane tickets. I mean, just complete crap. And then my favorite one, which I used to get all the time, letters, hard news, hard letters, mail, uh, that said some Nigerian prince 
has left $47 million and has no immediate family. You have to get the money out. And your name has been, uh, it was given to them as the closest relative. And I'm thinking, yeah, I have Nigerian princes as relatives to me. Yeah, makes sense to me. My my family came from uh, basically the old country, right? Russia, sort of Polish area. And we we were connected a lot to Nigerian princes, I must tell you that. Uh, Good stuff, really is. And therefore, we'd like to send you some money uh, and... We'll send you uh, $40 million, of which you get to keep $10 million, and all you have to do is give us your bank account number, and we'll ship it in. Also, we need $2,000 or $5,000 or $10,000. Ah, yeah. Makes sense to me. Here's the problem. There were people that actually were susceptible to this. There were people that fell for it. I I used to get calls on handle on the law can I do anything? Gee, I lost $12,000. Uh, first of all, were you stupid enough to think you were going to get millions of dollars? Well, yeah, I did. And what I tell you, if you've ever won anything, you don't get an email, you don't get a phone call. What you do is get a certified letter from whatever lottery that you've entered or whatever uh, contest that you've entered. So when the people call you and say, hey, your name was selected amongst very few, uh, that's everybody who gets that phone call. John, uh, you've gotten a few of those phone calls. Your name was selected. Uh, Did you ever buy into it? Oh, he's looking at something and not listening. And the answer is, uh, yeah. Yeah, your name was selected. For this deal, and you just won. It was. Yeah, I know. And did you? And you bought into it, didn't you? I yeah. mean, you really thought your name was selected. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Because it was, wasn't I, it? It certainly was. All they do is go down the list of everybody in the country, and uh, your name was selected. We get phone calls like that all of the time. Marjorie gets on the phone, and she'll say, "Uh." Bill, uh, our name was selected. No, no, it wasn't. Any phone call you get is a scam. Every single phone call where you've won anything is a scam. But we won. You won the ability to get ripped off. That That's true. Your name was selected to get ripped off by this company. That's true. All right, so here's what I want to do is I want to, I'm going to, we'll we'll do when you're really dead, your dead story probably tomorrow. Because we didn't get a chance to go to the Nigerian scam that is really dangerous, that really works. And we're talking to some very sophisticated scammers here. We're not talking about the stupid letters from a Nigerian prince that's all misspelled, bad grammar, and it's specifically to you, dear sir. Oh, no, this is this is scamming on a very serious level, and I'll share this with you when we come back. KFI, there's Jennifer Jones. Handle here on a Wednesday and a good morning. Now, more on this uh, Nigerian scam. If you get scammed by the Nigerians, 
and uh, you think you're going to get a pile of money, and uh, here, uh, we're going to send you $40 million. All you have to do is send us, uh, you get to keep $5 million and it's because we can't get money out of Nigeria. When you get scammed, that's your fault. You're just a moron. It's that simple. Now, let me tell you about what's going on with uh, Nigerian scammers, and it's on a whole new level. Uh, the FBI announced the arrest of 74 people around the world, uh, 29 people in Nigeria, 41 in the United States. And they were part of a very complex international network. And here's what they were doing. And this is how uh, they ended up uh, bilking citizens, of, and they think billions of dollars. Actually, they built companies. They combed filings by the SEC, spoofed CEO emails, targeted even hardened employees whose jobs it was to safeguard the companies from financial management. And what they do is they do their research. They go into company websites, and number one, they look for the right people. They pull annual reports. They find uh, what the companies do business with, what they do, who they do it with, and then start impersonating accounts. For example, one guy, Adimi uh, Odufu, uh, a Nigerian and his team, sifted through SEC records and company websites and business documents looking for the names of the CEOs, financial officers, controllers. They are accused of stealing $2.6 million in one year, including $440,000 from one business. So how do they do this? Well, first of all, they register website domain names that were difficult uh, to distinguish from the companies they were actually targeting. So if it turns out your company is dealing with another company and they have, you have a legitimate transaction, bills are sent and uh, the money is paid, well, if I have a name that's very similar and I send the bill out, especially if I point out there has been an error and you have to send the money immediately, uh, there's a good chance that I get this money. Some of the emails arrive with malware atten- uh, attachments and the uh, these uh, NAB passwords. And they even employed, once they got the money, uh, they moved through money mules, account to account to account, disguising the paper trail. I mean, this is serious stuff. And scammers target tons of businesses, all sizes, sometimes spending months studying uh, the organizational chart. And they target people who transfer large amounts of money, sensitive records during their business day, and they'll impersonate executives, human relations staff, law firms, trusted vendors, and they raise some kind of bogus issue and it has to be cleared up as soon as possible, usually by an immediate wire transfer. And people, let's say you have a financial person, right, who actually pays bills and is being told, well, this is what's going on. And you have a very complicated uh, financial transaction trail. And who's going to take the time to go through it all? You pay the bill. Well, uh, that is the way they're doing it now. We're talking about scammers that are going after people who normally would not be scammed. And it is, scammers are very, successful scammers are very, very smart people. And 
it's tough to stay ahead. It's much like hackers and cybersecurity. It's after the fact, and security goes in, so it can't be done exactly the same way. This is very different. This is targeting companies where the scammers did research and a lot of it and figured out how to get this kind of money. And I don't know if there's a defense to this. I really don't. Probably not. Good news is um, I have a business that's failing, so I don't have to worry about that. They're not going to get any money from me, and uh, you can go through my account all day long. So that's never a problem with my company. All right, coming up, Dean Sharp, the house whisperer, pre-fire season safety prep. Starting with don't let your kids play with matches. That's a good start. Dean's probably going to get a little deeper into that. This is KFI. There's Jennifer. All right, KFI handle here, and it's time for a fun, fun segment with Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer. Dean heard uh, on KFI 9 to 11 on Sundays, and the House Whisperer segment is... Sponsored by Sunlux, the official solar company of uh, home, the show, and Dean, his home, and my home. Yep. Okay, for the best value in solar, dial pound 250 and say Sunlux. Now, we are videoing this segment uh, on uh, Facebook at Bill Handel Show, so it's live if you want to tune in. And I'll tell you why. Because Dean brought some neat stuff. And we are going to have a fire here at uh, in the studio and we will soon see the fire marshal show up and we want to do this before the fire marshal shows up all right so you've got me we're actually going to light something on fire you we got... are we're going to try to light something on fire oh okay that's the key okay and incidentally today's segment is about fire prevention which is kind of ironic because fire prevention and you actually lighting something on fire you see the irony there exactly okay so what else is new? Uh, nothing. Irony is my life. Yes. So Sunday show, I just thought it was timely since uh, we just had a fire in Santa Clarita. Looking back on the Thomas fire, the fact that we didn't get much rain this winter, I thought, you know what? Before we dive too fast into the summer, let's do a whole show on fire prep for homes, but not your typical one. Not the kind that you're going to see online, not the kind that you're going to see on the news report. Because uh, Dean has got a whole pocket full of fire preparation home advice that you have likely never heard before. And it could make a huge difference. So uh, that's what we're doing Sunday. Okay, a couple of things. Uh, We haven't been doing this long enough for you not to uh, know cardinal rule. We never talk in the third person. I am not. It's Bill has said, hey, we don't do that. You know what? Let's just move on. We, we just blew about 15 seconds on that. We certainly did. All right. So, I want to light something on fire. All right. So what what exactly did you bring? Because there actually is going to be a fire or an attempted fire right here, right now. Okay, Facebook so, yeah, at let, Bill Handel We're Show. just going to dive into it because uh, next segment we can, we can back up and talk about some of the other stuff. There's a firefighter in Florida who for years found himself, you know, racing into homes And one of the things, don't ask me why he noticed this, but one of the things that he observed 
as he was racing into home fires is how wet, dirty diapers weren't burning. So he would come into a nursery area. Everything is on fire. Diapers not on fire. And so it got him curious. He did some research. He talked to some chemists. Turns out there's a completely non-toxic polymer inside a diaper that when it gets wet turns gelatinous, right? We all know this because if you've ever felt a full diaper, you know. So I actually brought uh, my granddaughter, who is not quite two. Uh, she's in diapers. I brought a couple of her diapers with me this morning. Hopefully not full. I can't actually see it. Well, this one is full of water. I feel better. Water okay. only. Um, and just water from this bottle, not from me. So uh, what this guy, he ended up developing... A, a gel solution, he sells it in one-gallon containers with a little nozzle on the top that you can hook your fire, uh, your, your garden hose up to. This stuff, when it mixes with waters, it turns gooey and gelatinous like a really soft jello. And what you can do is if you find yourself in a fire area where a, there's a brush fire approaching your house, I mean, the kind of situation where you are seriously thinking about evacuating, you pull out your tank, you hook up your fire hose, you can spray this gel on the back side of the house, edge of the roof, the walls, the windows, plants, trees, and it will stick and stay there for 8 to 24 hours, depending on weather conditions. Uh, and it essentially drives oxygen out of its medium, and as a result, it fire retards your house, essentially fireproofs your house temporarily. It's the kind of thing that they have now used nationwide, and we have found whole blocks have been turned to ashes, and houses that have been sprayed with this gel uh, remain standing. It's amazing, and, and it's diaper technology. And so I just thought I would do a, a quick little demo. So for those of you who are looking on Facebook Live, what I did is I, because I, I don't want the smoke from the paper of the diaper, but I, I tore a diaper open so that we're actually uh, getting to the uh, the crystals inside, and uh, and we're just going to get the crystals kind of gelatinized here. By the way, I've got a little uh, a, a uh, laser based uh, temperature thermometer. The temperature in the room here is like seventy seven degrees, coming off this desk, you know, about seventy five. Check this out. The temperature on the surface of this diaper is fifty three degrees right now, and this is room temperature water. So one thing is it instantly cools. This is a MAP gas torch. It burns at about 3,600 degrees Fahrenheit. And this is my hand. Uh, and it, it looks like a, 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 a large butane uh, yeah, this lighter. Is, this is the kind of torch that uh, plumbers use to sweat copper pipes and do copper fittings. So you see that? It, you hear that, everybody? And this is my bare hand about an inch away from this 3,600 degree uh, flame. And look at what is not happening. Wow. All right. So now take that off and put it on your hand and let's compare the two. Yeah. Let's not. Okay. Uh, now, so that's, the, that's impressive as hell. Right? If there aren't even scorch marks no. on there. That is uh, even more impressive. And I mean, it's that not is, even hot. That's the thing. That is, you would think that that technology would have been used way before even the diapers. I mean, it's... Exactly. It's just one of those reverse-engineered things. No one thought of the fact that a polymer that converts to a gel 
one of the features of it is that it drives oxygen. It is an oxygen-free environment. And so there are three elements necessary for fire to combust. You've got to have heat, you've got to have a fuel, and you have to have oxygen. And this drives out oxygen and lowers the temperature. Uh, that's impressive as hell. So I'm assuming this guy's a zillionaire now. I don't know, but I'll tell you this. Uh, when people think about the tens of thousands of dollars to go into fireproofing their home long term, the kit that they sell, five gal- four gallons of this stuff plus the sprayer that you would have on hand in your garage, $475. And you don't use it. It's like a fire extinguisher for the back of your house. You don't use it unless you're truly under threat. All right. Uh, we're going to come back uh, and talk about uh, what you can do. And then um, to really fireproof your house, uh, it's only going to cost you, oh, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, $2.50 a square foot. Yeah. And if you're talking about the walls and part of the ceiling and the, uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of money. We'll be back and talk more about fireproofing or dealing with uh, the summer fire season. This is KFI. Let's check. I have a couple just as decoration. Uh, okay, we're back. And uh, that was Dean talking to me, thinking he was off the air, but not. Thank goodness. Knowing I was on the air. Yeah, that we're talking about planes. Uh, and not airplanes. Not airplanes. Plane planes. Wood kind planes. of you planed wood, yes. Yeah. All right, so uh, Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer, we were just talking about uh, fireproofing. I don't know how we're going to come back from trying to burn a diaper. I know. we just This is worth We were just that on. Was it. We kind of climaxed right. early on this one. We, so to speak, we were just on Facebook at Bill Handel Show, and uh, that's worth looking at. We did it live. Is there any, was that, is there, are those recorded? You can play them again? After they're live, they're just up there as videos. Okay. So, yeah, you can right. look at it all day long. I'm such a maven at this stuff. All right. So uh, let's talk about the easy stuff to not fireproof, but to fire retard your house. Sure. And then some of the stuff that really works that is astronomically expensive. All right. Which you always pitch to me. Le- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why don't you do our, this, Bill? Our friendship has cost you hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars so far. Very depressing. I, 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 I enjoy that. All right. So here's a couple of things that I just really want everybody to know. Uh, we've said it again and again. I've said it here with you last year, but it deserves to be repeated. In fires like the Thomas Fire, like the Napa fires, like all of the major and and now with our you know edge of drought conditions, fire season is all year. Right, fire season is just a permanent staple of California life. People need to know: less than half of all homes destroyed in wildfires are actually in the direct path of the fire. What that means is that. 80% of homes begin to burn, not because there are flames lick, licking up against your wall, but because of attic embers or radiant heat busting through windows. Embers are a huge, huge issue. The, the Napa fire was so confusing to people because the fire was burning across town, and suddenly neighborhoods, various neighborhoods, were just starting to ignite to the point where they thought maybe there was arson involved. But no, it was embers floating up to a mile in the air. So anyway, 
you need to know that in order to really know where to spend the money and the time on your house. So you've heard this stuff before, this advice. Number one, if you live up against open space, clear your defensible zone. You're required to by law. It's a little different uh, in Orange County and San Diego County than it is in L.A. County. But whether it's 100 feet, 200 feet, whatever the fire marshal has told you, now is the time to do it. Get that zone cleared out. Number two, if you're changing out windows on your house and you happen to live near a fire area, consider uh, fire windows. And basically what that means is on the side of the house that is most likely to encounter brush fire from the open space, that the uh, glass in those windows is all tempered. What kind of a uh, premium are you paying for that? Uh, it's expensive. They're expensive. Uh, tempered glass is is quite a bit more expensive than standard annealed glass. But again, if you're changing out your windows and you live in a fire-prone area, uh, changing them out to tempered glass windows is a lot less expensive than rebuilding your house. Sure. Um, and th the problem with windows is that once fire gets up to the house, Annealed glass, and there are only two kinds of glass, tempered and annealed, annealed meaning normal glass, uh, it expands so rapidly on one side and not the other that it shatters. And then the flames lick inside the house, and that's how houses catch on fire. Um, flammable debris stacked against your house, get rid of it. Keep your yard healthy and green. All right, It doesn't fireproof your yard, but it slows things down. Uh, smoke detectors, fire extinguishers, you've heard all that. Fire escape ladders, if you live on a two-story or more structure. Fire escape ladders you should have for every bedroom, every dwelling space up there, tucked in a closet. They are cheap. They, you can get a pair of them at Home Depot for 52 bucks, and they just sit in the closet. But if you can't get out of the house and down the stairs, you hang it on the window and you're out. But here's the advice you haven't heard before. One way of inexpensively helping with that window situation is putting window film, like tinting, over your regular windows. It's way, way less expensive than buying new windows or buying tempered glass windows. And what the film will do, it won't last forever, but it will do is when the heat of the fire shatters the glass, it holds it in place longer. And therefore, the flames don't instantly, you know, lick in. That and a whole slew of other pieces it's of on advice Sunday. coming on Sunday. Yep, on the, uh, the Dean Sharp House Whisperer Show, 9 to 11 o'clock on Sunday. And guess who's back? The one, the only, Gary Hoffman. Hello. You're back from uh, the wars. Yes, in Central America. Uh, yeah. How's it going down there? Uh, it's pretty quiet. Mm -hmm. Moist. Mm. Warm. Jungle. Jungle-y. Yeah. Costa Rica, though. Yes. It was Monkeys. The bugs were nowhere near as big as everyone yeah. said they were going to be. The monkeys were fun, though. Yeah. Were the monkeys as big? Uh, they were pretty big. Some of them. Yeah. The one that came on the porch and uh, kicked over one of the chairs. Yeah. Yeah, big, I, big yeah while someone was in the chair? No. Oh, that's my, <laughs> my daughter had vacated the chair not too soon before that, though. All right, what do you have going on, uh, Well, we're going to talk about how North Korea was reporting about the big summit in Singapore. Uh, interesting take on all of it, but they're just as happy, it seems like, uh, as everyone else is. And then a guy who uh, had to have his foot amputated took his foot home and served it to 10 of his closest friends. Oh, that sounds spectacular. They were all in on it. I mean, they knew. It's not like he tricked them into having a foot fajita. They all ate his foot. You worked on that one for a while, didn't you? What? In the office. What? Foot fajita. No, he made fajitas out of his foot. I'm not making that up. <laughs> spectacular. Well, In fact, we'll get into that specifically at lunchtime. Uh, Petros is going to join us for the Bachelorette Report. We have Dr. Wendy coming on the 1 o'clock hour, so full day.
full day. And uh, Gary is back. So, coming up, Gary and Shannon show. Dean, thank you for being hey, here. Can I say this? Because uh, Tina's going to kill me if I don't. Uh-oh. Follow us for all of this fire advice, especially this Sunday, at Home with Dean on Facebook and Twitter. Boom! I did it! Yes, you did. All right. Uh, Marital bliss once again. Uh, I, I am so out of here. I can go home again. Gary and Shannon. <laughs> Gary, uh, welcome back and have a good show. Thank you, sir. KFI AM 640.